Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Mark Mealy with Paris Baguette. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Lee. How are you? I am doing great. I'm excited to catch up with you and learn a little bit about what's been going on lately with Paris Baguette. For the folks who don't know, just give them kind of the elevator pitch. Sure. So Paris Baguette is a French-inspired bakery. Uh, bakery cafe. We've been baking and going back to our roots uh, in baking since 1945. Uh, so 70 plus years of baking has given us the uh, know-how to manufacture the dough that goes into each and every one of our pastries. Our pastries and the menu includes fresh bread daily, uh, cakes, uh, slices of cake, uh, pastry, there's um, croissants, obviously, baguettes, so sandwiches. I mean, a full menu that is really fresh and delicious made every day, day in and day out. So awesome products. And this is the bakery like you have in your head. Like when you were a kid, you had a bakery in your neighborhood. This is this is the same kind of bakery where doing things fresh every day there. Now talk about uh, kind of your journey in the, as uh, kind of how you've evolved in the franchising industry. You've worked with a number of brands. Um, I believe this is your first food, but um, you've worked with a, a number of brands in different industries. Talk about how that's kind of helped you navigate the waters and helping Paris Baguette grow. Wonderful. Absolutely. So Lee, for me, it's, this is all franchising. This is basic blocking and, and tackling, right? This is, I've been in franchise development for 35 plus years. Um, I go back a while, as you said, several different sectors, a uh, handful of brands over that time span. And for a brick and mortar concept like this, it's uh, Paris Baguette, that is, it's really about uh, starting off with the quality franchisees that you bring in. So you've got to have quality uh, franchise sales. You've got to have quality real estate because they've got to have the perfect location and uh, quality design and construction. And then of course, we uh, development will take it from prospective franchisee to ribbon cutting. That's, that's the department that I'm in charge of at Paris Baguette. So we've got a lot of people on hand to make sure that that franchisee uh, is going to be successful from the day that we say hello to them and approve them as a prospective franchisee to be a new franchisee all the way to the ribbon cutting. And then we transition them over to the operations team. So yeah, for me, it's, it's having um, a great brand, being a part of a great brand is is the most important thing to me in, in my career, if I can speak about my career. And that's really why I think I chose Paris Baguette and why Paris Baguette chose me. You've got a, you've got a great brand that, 
that wants to expand in the U.S. And I was certainly up for the challenge. And, uh, you know, with it's a global brand, you know, with nearly 4,000 units. And what an exciting time and what an exciting opportunity to be able to to expand this in the U.S. past a thousand up to a thousand plus more units. It's very, very exciting. Now, when you're looking at a brand uh, to get involved with, uh, you mentioned the um, operations, you mentioned real estate, you mentioned uh, kind of the selling. Are there certain kind of red flags for you or green lights for you when you're um, kind of analyzing a brand to see what's the right fit? Because I would imagine in your experience, you've seen a lot of things that maybe looked okay in some areas, but maybe had some warning signs. And then other things maybe look too good to be true. Um, can you help me, the person who's, because I think a potential franchisee is almost in your situation when you chose to work with Paris Baguette. You were vetting it also from probably a lot of the same places they're vetting it uh, because you had to believe in the brand and you had to believe that this is something that you can proudly you know, sell to others. Lee, you've hit it right on the head. You're exactly, you're spot on. That's, that's exactly. And we want prospective franchisees to do just that. Complete your due diligence. Look at the brand, speak to our existing franchisees. What, what does the brand, what's the perception of the brand globally? What's the perception of the brand locally here in the States, in each city? Uh, who are the franchisees? Are they profitable? Those types of questions need to be asked. And, you know, what does your franchise disclosure document look like? You know, do you have lawsuits? Do you have this? I, yeah, I um, I spent a lot of time doing due diligence on the brand and everything came up and uh, very, very positive. And, and, I, and I love that because at the end of the day, you have to be able to have the confidence in the brand and hopefully you can hear it in my voice. I, I am in a, in a year's time now with the brand, very, very optimistic and excited as I was from the first day I joined the company, even more so because I'm seeing the, the incredible response that the audience, the prospective franchisees are having for this brand. So we're, we've got a huge push on to open a thousand units in 10 years or less. And look, I've been in the business for a long time, as I've mentioned, and you hear you hear this all the time. One brand will say, yeah, we want to get to you know 400 units in X number of years or 600 units. And, and it sounds good and it looks good. It's a nice soundbite, but it's a heavy lift and you need to put, you need to have number one, the, the brand that is well-liked, well-perceived. And I think we have that. We have that global presence and I think we can drive uh, the the sales, and I think we can find the best locations. And I think this, I think it's going to be explosive. And we're starting to see it already. We've executed already year to date almost 100 franchise agreements, 90 uh, through the third quarter, 90 agreements, and uh, very very proud of that. We've got a good good sales team, a good real estate team, and a good construction team too. So a lot of a lot of good energy this year. Now, from a potential franchisee standpoint, explain to them why it's an advantage that Paris Baguette has such a strong global brand already and how that's going to help them as it expands in the United States. 
Well, a couple of things. Number one, global presence is in, in the success of that global presence is very, very important from a name recognition standpoint, but also from an operating standpoint, when you look at the way that we've been able to refine the operations, the brand's been around since 1988, Paris Baguette. We own and operate other brands as well, some that we've created um, overseas and some that, uh, you know, we just bought into. We're we're master franchisees of other brands globally too. But Paris Baguette since 1988 has had an opportunity to refine uh, the operational model for doing business. Here in the States, we started to franchise the brand in 2015, 2015. So, but we've been operating here corporately since 2005. That gave us a 10 year start to have 40 operating corporate units to be able to say, okay, you know, over the last 10 years, we've been able to figure it out and we've taken what they've operated overseas now since 1988 and, and refined that model and made it work here in the U.S. And that's what prospective franchisees want to hear. You guys know how to run the business and, and we continue to operate uh, Lee, we continue to operate corporate units here, and and we will always operate corporate units. I I love when franchisors have units, whether it's five units, two units, or in our case, we still operate over twenty five units. Um, it, it's just it gives us that knowledge base, and I'll tell you what else it gives us. It gives us a uh, uh, an operational uh, bench, if you will, for of of human capital. Right when we have strong general managers and district managers. They can be moved up and moved over. They can help franchisees. They could be on the franchise ops team. They can be, you know, it's just, we recruit from internally as well when you have those kind of numbers. So I would think prospective, and I know prospective franchisees are especially excited when they hear that, that we still own and operate a number of the units ourselves corporately. So that's that's what you want to look for, that operational excellence that, that makes that brand a reality. It's one thing to have a wonderful um, bake every day inside the cafe, which we do. Our products are just amazing. The cakes are just phenomenal. The, the pastry is amazing, um, like you've never tasted before. But it, it's it's another thing to say, wow, operationally, they, they believe in, um, they know how to operate and they believe what they do every day matters. So prospects see that. They love it. Now, how have you seen an evolution of the franchisee? Have is the is the person that's a franchisee today the same as it was when you started in franchising? Uh well, I gotta think back now. I you know, I think in many respects it's they're still this they they come from the same they have that uh, bloodline, so to speak. They have that entrepreneurial spirit, right? They they want to do for themselves. They figure, wow, I'm I'm working, whether it's corporate America, working for another uh, company. I, I can go out and spend that much time if I find the right brand that I'm passionate about, that proven track to run on where you have a franchise system and I can plug myself into that system. But what I work every day and how I work it and how long I work it, the success is mine, you know, and, and there's there's something about that. So from that aspect, I would say that has um, stayed the same. What's changed is, uh, you know, back from when I started in 1985 in my career, 
to today is there's many more opportunities, right? You have probably 4,000 franchise brands spanning across dozens of different sectors and industries at all different investment levels. Um, you know, in 1985, yeah, there were still, there were plenty of franchise brands, but not like you see today. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and and, and it, I think in, it makes it easier for a prospective franchisee to determine their path. They, they will look at the brand, the strength of the brand and say, hey, that brand's been around for, you know, since the 80s or for the 90s. And let's look at how successful they are, you know, whether it's success here in the U.S. or, or abroad or globally, wherever. Um, and, and or are they a startup? Are they brand new? Do they have 10 units? Do I want to be affiliated with a brand that has a smaller number? Maybe that's a good opportunity for you. I don't know. But there's so much to choose from today. And again, you can pair yourself and your skill set to that company and something that you're passionate about, and I think be successful. So entrepreneurial spirit, I think, is still alive and well, Lee. Now, are you finding that the folks involved in franchising as it matures as an industry are becoming kind of um, professional franchisees where they're putting together a portfolio of complementary franchises that have maybe a similar customer base? So that gives them some economies of scale uh, in their marketing, maybe, and that uh, they can, you know, share the that client with multiple franchises that they own. Yeah, you see that all the time, especially I would say, um, you know, in, in the restaurant sector, if you look at some of the trade publications that come out every now and then with, uh, you know, franchisees that that have gotten themselves to the point where it, it's no longer, you know, a multi-unit franchisee is no longer, you know, three or four or five units. Some of these multi-units are spanning a dozen or more brands and they own hundreds and hundreds of units. They built themselves up and they have that nucleus uh, set up for, for doing the operation. And yeah, they're so successful today. You know, they do it again and again and again, and uh, they have figured it out. And I think when they plug themselves into a system and, and utilize that system, um, you're right. They can go into um, other brands, uh, other sector brands that that they can they complement each other. So 100% correct. We see that all the time in the franchise industry. You're spot on. Now, are you finding for you uh, that franchisee is that person or is it still kind of like you said, that executive that wants to go out on their own? and, uh, you know, kind of carve their own path? We're seeing both. And fortunately, we're seeing both. I, I like I like the, um, we, we like to have the business background. We like if they have the restaurant operations background. We like if they're existing franchisees in a non-competing brand, but still within the restaurant sector, restaurant industry. Uh, we've signed franchisees uh, this year that own and operate other fast casual brands, other breakfast uh, food brands, casual theme restaurants. We signed folks that have uh, their parents had restaurants in the past or, and they operate uh, a, a successful business too outside of the restaurant industry, but, but they have that background and they know how to operate businesses successfully. Might be a little bit more difficult for someone, even if they were just in corporate America saying, yeah, I want to get out and 
I think I know enough about accounting that, you know, I'll go in and, and look for a franchise, something that interests me. We, we want the business background. So we, we kind of want to take uh, the guesswork out of it for ourselves, but, but also give the franchisee a chance to be successful too, knowing that they, you know, they, they have whatever it takes to be successful in their background too. So we, so we've, we've been fortunate to, uh, to look for both and we've found both. Now you said you're uh, shooting for a thousand uh, in ten years. Are there areas of the country right now that you're kind of aiming at, or is it the whole country? As you know, how do you attack this as a whole, or do you attack it in regions? I I'd prefer you know uh, if if I were starting from scratch, you know we you know ideally you'd, you'd work up and down. A uh, handful of states and do concentric development and plant a few seeds here and there by opening up corporate units. Um, but I think uh, what what has been put in front of me when I came aboard, you know, we we existed on both the East Coast and the West Coast. We had um, several units on both coasts that have been there for a very long time. We had some units in in uh, a unit in Texas. Uh, Units in Atlanta, Philadelphia, uh, units in um, uh, Phoenix area. So, so we had a few sprinkled in, but the heaviest concentration was on, you know, North San Francisco, North uh, California, Northern California with San Francisco, and then of course Southern California, Los Angeles, and then the New York DMA as well. So right now, and in Chicago too is big for us. We've got a number of units there operating, four to be exact, and seven more coming. We are absolutely interested in the top 20, 30, 40 cities in the U.S. And, you know, taking what we've done and already expanding across the country, we will just make sure that we won't let one unit set out there by itself. And, and we have the opportunity to go in corporately and invest in a marketplace. So if we Ahead of executing a franchise agreement, say, for example, in Nashville, Tennessee, I'll be there first. I'll be in Phoenix first. I'll be in, um, for example, we just signed a, a lease in uh, Winter Park in the Orlando market. So so we have that opportunity. So the short uh, answer, Lee, is, yeah, we're, we're expanding across the country and we're taking a freight train approach. A uh, little bit at a time, but um, you know, being right for the right reasons. A, a lot, lot of activity happening right now to get to that thousand units. Now, did the pandemic um, kind of cause you to adjust maybe the size of a unit? Um, are there now kind of different options uh, that maybe didn't exist pre-pandemic regarding size? Not necessarily regarding size, you know. The brand itself, when you walk into a Paris baguette, being a bakery, a lot of the menu, well, the whole menu being the baked goods, they're all in front of you. They're out. And as you walk around, you're 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 walking into the cafe and whether you're going to dine in or or place it, you know, a to go order, you're basically picking up what you want, placing it on a, a tray uh, paper line tray, walking up to the front with all your baked, fresh baked goods. And if you're leaving, they'll kindly wrap it up for you and put everything in a bag and you, and you're leaving and get your beverage and you're, and you're out of there. It's not like you're walking up to a uh, menu board and ordering, uh, you know, a number five or a number three to go. 
um, you're, you're experiencing the, the sights of all this fresh baked goods. You're, you're smelling it. You're, you know, you just sense, wow, this is going to be extra special. You're looking at the refrigerated cases with the cakes and other fresh pastries that are refrigerated and keeping them nice and cool so you can buy a cake and take it home and surprise the family. But that's, that's what makes it special. And during COVID, the one thing we had to do, it's just because, you know, who knew during that time, I remember when it was, hey, wash your hands, wash your hands, this is how it's spreading, turned into, no, you put a face mask on, that's how it's spreading, right? So we were wrapping and we still, to some extent, certain products, everything has to cool down first. And then we were putting it into plastic, into nice, you know, see-through clear plastic. So, you, you know, you go in and, and, and grab it and put it on your tray, but it's wrapped. And I think that made everyone feel more comfortable to an extent. It still does today as well. But a lot of our product now is behind the glass cases. You'd open up the case, whether it's self-serve or we're handing it to you, it, it's, it's on a, you know, it's wrapped up. Uh, you can wrap it, you know, once, it, once it, is, it is put on your tray. But that's really the only change that's happened. We've used outside um, delivery services like the rest of the industry had pivoted with DoorDash and some of the others, whether it's picking up orders that were called in ahead of time or placed through our app. Um, those things happen every day. Um, you know, I don't believe that we'll be going out and putting in a drive-through anytime soon. I, I don't think that's the Paris Baguette experience. But maybe it can work for a, a pre-order, something that's, there's a lot of experimenting that we're doing on, on the operations side. So, um, but, you know, we were able to keep the cafes open uh, for the most part, uh, as long as the state would let us open, we were open with our cafes. And, and I think that did well for the brand from a, a customer standpoint. They liked the fact that we we're choosing to stay open where a lot of brands said, now nah, we're going to, we're going to shut it down for a little bit here and decide what to do. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely pivoted during that time. And I think we got stronger for it and got some innovation and uh, you know, this, this year is, is especially good for us. I think our numbers are way up over 20, of course, 2020, but 2019 as well, which you know, there was no pandemic in the air at that time. And uh, we're, we're comping, our stores are comping a lot better than 2019, which tells you people are out and about. And it's just a great product that we have. Well, Mark, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more about Paris Baguette near them, or if they're interested in the franchise opportunity, what's the website? They can go to uh, parisbaguettefamily.com. And um, fill out the uh, request form and, you know, our franchise development team will reach out to you immediately and, um, and get you more information accordingly. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Mark. You're doing important work. We appreciate you. Well, thank you so much, Lee. appreciate being on the show. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. <laughs> 